that's happened. And so we went into contract. Well, let me back up even further. If you haven't realized this yet, it was November 7th, as in just a few weeks ago, that I read the email from our landlord here saying that we needed to move out soon. He was giving us a kind heads up because when things happen around here, we get days notice to make things happen, like accommodating storage over in our kids' area, which uh, uh, has been a little bit of a stress on uh, Nicole and the workers, and, and uh, the kids don't care, and, uh, and uh, they're, they're happy to just keep on rolling. You give them their snack, and you, and you, and you love on them and uh, teach them about Jesus. They are, they're happy. And so that's, this is stuff us adults get all freaked out about. Um, we are con- going to continue to only be grateful to the landlord here. He has given us about $100,000 worth of free rent over the last, or discounted rent in the last four years. And, um, and so these little inconveniences that irritate the life out of me on Sunday mornings are just going to be that. They're just little bumps in the road as we transition from one thing to the next. So three weeks ago, we get the notice that it's time to go. And I had known that this was a possibility for any day of the last four and a half years. And so every now and then I would have a moment, usually once or twice a week of, oh boy, you know, when's this thing coming? Kind of like a, this thing just kind of back there, you know? And so I'd looked around and, and tried to have ideas for where we could go. And there was a little retail space down the road uh, towards Dairy Queen, that would have been nice to be close to Dairy Queen, but uh, and closer closer to home. Uh, so peanut butter parfaits, closer drive, um, but less space, more money, and uh, longer lease. And um, you know, it was it just felt. I, I think the word I can't. I'm trying to think of the different words that were used. It just it didn't feel. Uh, it just felt too safe. And even then, it would have been a, a strain on us to even pay that monthly amount i mean it would have been uh it would have been double at least what we would have paid in rent and utilities here and so nobody felt right about it that was involved with uh, the decision making process and and people kept bringing up uh this building out on 204 and tollgate it's trinity's original building and it's where i grew up as a as a kid i attended there from 10 to 19 basically ages 10 to 19 and even as a at a time I was on staff uh, when we were over in the new building. I was taking care of both buildings. And so very familiar with it. And people kept saying, well, what about that building? I said, what about the $225,000 price tag? I said, I don't have that. And, uh, and then one of those people said, well, what if it was paid for? And I said, well, well, do a little, do a little Jimmy Stewart there. Well, that. <laughs> <laughs> That changes everything. You know, that's, that's good stuff. And uh, an angel just might get his wings. I might just fly. You know, that, that'd be good stuff. And uh, the person was, was very serious and his family and said God had told them uh, that, that they were supposed to buy it for our church. And it's happy news, Cora. It's happy news. And, uh, and uh, so she's fine. And, uh, and so we're there, and um, we're like, we go look at it. We call on it the next day. And it's in contract for somebody else. God, wh- wh- don't tease me here. You know, I'm, I'm vulnerable right now. You know, I'm a little, a little on edge, a little, little worn out, a little worn down. Uh, not sure what's next. And, 
And uh, don't tease me like this. And uh, Danielle uh, called again uh, the next day and found out that the, uh, that the contract, when you're selling a property, it seems like you, you, you know this all too well, that you're in contract and it doesn't come through. When you're trying to buy something and it's in contract, both sides are very aggravating. Needless to say, it fell through. We went in, uh, we into contract. We've had tons of estimates, tons of, uh, uh, we've had inspections upon inspections. We, we are fully aware of, of, the, of, uh, of what we're buying. And uh, there may be some uh, hidden things yet to come, but we know that there's lots of work coming. And so we go in at 180, and um, the gift uh, was for 200,000. We've already raised some extra money. Uh, just we've raised 3,500 in, in extra gifts out of this place, and a couple people outside in the last three weeks, which is amazing. So keep grabbing envelopes with your kids. Keep challenging them. Uh, believe me, this is a time where every $5 bill and $100 bill matters, and of course the bigger checks too. But uh, God is going to do this through all of us and, and all of us being obedient to what God leads us to give. Danielle and I are stepping out in faith. It's Christmas time in our house, too. Our kids want stuff, too. And, you know, the kids get older. They ask for cheaper things, right? <laughs> really? And, uh, and so this is, this is a challenge for our house as well, but, but we've, we're being obedient to what God is asking us to give in addition to our normal giving here. And so um, this is a challenge for all of us. And so even still, I'm like, wow, we've got, these, we've got this amazing gift, uh, but yet we have $50,000 basically of immediate needs in the building. So translation, we need $230,000 right away. And that bothered, you know, it, it concerned me a little bit. It concerned some other people. But uh, so we've been praying about it. And then our realtor went to bat for us. And uh, we got the price down to $150,000, um, which, I mean, a lot of us in this room spent close to that or more on, a, on the home we live in, you know. And, and, uh, and so this is for, uh, now granted, this is a, a lot of work, but. 13,000 square feet, three acres in Pickerington. Are you kidding me? You know, and uh, God left it just for us because our realtor explained it this way. He said, it's, it's, it's bad in one way, the condition, but that condition of the building made it unfinanceable because the, the, the seller wasn't going to put the work needed into it. And most little churches don't have two hundred thousand dollars okay so so God set this thing up in such a way for us to go into it and uh, and so we're using this story already to reach people and I can tell you right now that there are unsaved people that I worked with that I've already in, that I'm in relationship with that I share my faith with I am telling every step of this journey with them and they are getting excited and so God is going to use this to reach lost people. So uh, let me just give you the rundown of what's happening. We are hoping to close next Friday. Uh, there is mold on the surface and basically moisture in the drywall that has to come out first before any of us are going to spend any amount of time in there. So before we can start cleaning and that kind of thing. Our good buddy Chris, say hi Chris. He is going to lead a team of four guys into demoing the lower half of the basement. 
We're paying him. Our church is paying him and these other guys. They're going to be in respirators. They're going to look like Darth Vader. And uh, they are going to attack all of the nastiness down there and fill up two dumpsters in hopefully four or five days and get all of that garbage out of there. Thank you, Jesus. That is, that is the first and most important step. Step number two, in that same week, I will have guys working on the outside because we are buying a $17,000 furnace system. I, that's more than I've ever spent on a car, okay? Uh, that's crazy. And, and, and yet, what's that? It better be warm in there. And, uh, but we're replacing an electric heat pump anyways. It's going to be all gas heat on, in the uh, sanctuary and in the foyer, so our biggest space, obviously. And, um, and so our contractor has assured us that he can have that thing in in just a few days, which means that by the time the guys are done in the basement, we can start moving in on the 16th and the 17th. And so my goal right now is that our, our, our service on the 17th will be there at the other building. And we'll just do a short little service, and then we can take a couple hours and, 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 and just work together and clean. Uh, the, kids, uh, the kids' room will be, we'll have at least one kids' room ready where they can be uh, watched and taken care of. And we can work for a couple hours and then get lunch, uh, have pizza delivered or something like that. So next Sunday is our last Sunday in this space. Is that crazy? It's crazy. I, I mean, I, it's no wonder I wake up about 3.30 every morning. Going, you know, and uh, the first week was like, God, what are you going to do? And now it's like, oh, my God gosh, God, look what you're doing. And it's like, it's like the rocket ship is flying and, and we're just going to hang on to this baby. Okay. And, um, and so, uh, so next Sunday, what I'd like to do is if you guys could stay for a little bit, uh, we're going to just do some packing and organizing and try to get everything kind of staged in this room. It can't be moved until the mold's gone. So get, so you guys are tracking with me. So next Sunday is our last service. We'll do some packing up after the service. There'll be work happening in the space during that next week, and then we can move on that Saturday and Sunday into the space. I'm going to take some extra time off from my other job and, and, and try to get a couple things in place so that we can have a, a, a somewhat organized service for Christmas Eve in our new building. So tell your neighbor we're going home for Christmas. Is this exciting? All right, all right. Come on, come on, come on. It's exciting. Okay. Whew. So while I'm waiting on the realtor to come back, because we, we had our we had our powwow, our board meeting, and we had the realtor there, and we kind of said we're going to push for this amount, and we were in contract at 180. We were expecting it to come somewhere less than 180, and nobody really thought that we were going to get 150. Now Danielle was believing for it, and uh, my my dad was believing for it and was pretty certain that it was going to happen. But I'm waiting on the phone call from the realtor, which is aggravating because you just want the phone to ring and you want the person to tell you something, you know, and you're just waiting for information. And I've got people waiting for the information that I'm waiting for, you know. So it's like, so I'm sitting there and I'm expecting this call and I said this phrase to the two guys around me, both of which are believers, 
And I said, all right, guys. I said, because I'm not feeling too strong even in my faith at that moment. It, it's, we're, we're very fragile people. And I said, all right, guys, how big is your faith? In other words, another way to say that, how big is our God? And the one guy said, 160. I said, ooh, that's good. I looked at the other guy, what do you think? He said, well, he goes, 170. I said, yeah. Then a few seconds go by, he looks back at me, he goes, what do you think? I'll tell you exactly what my fleshly brain thought. 175. I'll be real honest with you. What that's what my brain like I I figured we were close to their bottom. We're talking it's at land value right now. If that building wasn't on there, that land is worth that amount of money. But then I thought for a moment before I said anything, how big is my God? And I said I'm going 150. It wasn't 10 minutes that the phone rang from the realtor, and he said, Adam, 150. I said, can you repeat that, please? (laughs) I've got Sprint here. I can't hear you very well, you know. Uh, And I had him repeat it a few times. So you're saying, so what you're really, really saying is $150,000. So I don't know if I would have said 175. You know, this is where my brain goes because I'm crazy. What if I would have said 120? You know, what if I would have said they just decided to give it to you? For God, all of those things are, I've taught a message series called the infinity concept where God plus anything, you know, it, it, he's, he's infinite. So any of those amounts are just as simple for him. That's, I guess that's what we're going to get to in today's message. How big is your God? He's big enough to get us kicked out of here or knowing about it on November 7th and to likely be closing on a building that we're going to have the title of on December 8th and enough time that we can meet in there for Christmas Eve. Ridiculous faith begins with ridiculous ridiculous purpose there has to be a goal worth the risk god has a plan for you he has a plan for me he has a plan for this church and as i'm going to correct every person that says otherwise along the way our church this is not my church okay it's like oh god i'm glad i'm glad god's doing this for 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 you no this is this is a an us thing There has to be a goal worth the risk. There is a higher calling. That's why we say welcome home to God's plan as the last part of our vision statement is because not only do we want to see people saved, not only do we want to see people in healthy relationship because this is how, this is really how you start to live life is when you live with other people. It really is. And, but even then, you're just going to be doing your thing until you start to believe that God has a plan for you. And you start to live with a higher calling. 
I think for many of us, and I've, I've said this before, and many, I think I stole it, I'm sure I stole it from somebody else. The greatest fear for my life is not that I would ruin it. I, I don't really care to do anything to ruin my life. I like to work hard. I like to, I don't like to pay my bills, but I pay my bills. I like to be with my family. I like to do fun things. My, the greatest fear for me isn't that I would ruin my life. The greatest fear for me is that I would waste my life. Because I only get one, right? And so I want it to count. And even though those are good things, having a good job, having time with my family and friends, having some fun, God wants to do something with my life. And guess what? Taking leaps of faith are what keep us in the middle of the action. It's not going to change what I do necessarily for the day in, day out. I've got to grind just like you guys do. I do. I, I go to, even if this was my only job, I, you can talk to pastors that are full-time. It's a grind. I do two jobs. I work for a sign company. I work here. So I get up, and, and you grind it out. You, you make your money. You pay your bills. Um, uh, I don't mean this with any disrespect or negativity, but but life in, with a family, you are going through the grind. If you're raising kids, if you're, if you're staying married, if you're doing the things that, that God has placed you to do, you are going through the grind. But seeing God's purpose in it and taking those leaps of faith to, to see what he's doing in the midst of that makes the grind glorious. And that's what keeps you motivated in everyday life. Everyday life doesn't end with a fireworks show, you know, like, woo, you know, what makes the 4th of July any, any better than any other day? You know, we celebrate something, we have these fireworks. Well, other than Disney World, there aren't fireworks every day, okay? And yet, if we're a part of what God is doing, and if we're allowing him to use our lives, it makes the grind glorious, because we see ourselves as a part of what God is doing. I want to read to you today from Luke, familiar story, chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. Let me get there. Get my digital Bible to wake up here. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, that's Mary's cousin, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth to, to a village in Galilee to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean don't be afraid, Mary. Don't be afraid, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age 
People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God, I'll read one more verse. For the word of God will never, will never fail. There is not much more ordinary than a pregnancy. It's how each of us came to be. <laughs> it's, it's just a, it's a part of life. And yet, if you talk to a pregnant woman or any woman that's been pregnant, they will tell you that that is a grind. And actually being in the same house of a pregnant woman a few times, it's a grind. But Mary could see the glory. I love this. I love preaching on this part of the story because it shows the humanity of how of how God just just that he uses us. And it's probably one of our differences. It, it's a difference in some uh, denominations or some types of churches on to how unique or how holy Mary was. From my perspective, I'm, it seems like she was a good girl. But in my opinion, not much more than that. And I've got a couple good girls, and they're awesome. And God comes knocking. And he says to a teenage girl, I'm going to use you for something, the most important thing ever. Holy moly. What I love is her first response, because she says, how is this going to happen? A little bit of why me, a little bit of, oh my, and questions and fear, not like I'm scared, but, and I like that God is okay with this. I'm asking similar questions right now. God, why, why, why would you give us this? I'm friends with a lot of youth uh, or church planners, youth pastors too. They would all love to have a paid for building bigger than the one they're meeting in. <laughs> I'm my mama's told me I'm special since I was born, but I'm I've actually realized that I'm pretty pretty much average. And actually the the sooner you realize that in life, you're actually do you'll actually It'll actually be a credit to you. Because <laughs> we can't all be, you know, we're all special, right? So why? Why me? Why family church? Why us, God? And not just why, but how? God, I, I see the first part. Okay, so you're saying you're going to do this. You, you, man, what a miracle. But, God, that, that's a big building. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm running the numbers. I'm not, a, I'm, I, I really try hard to not be an idiot, you know. Like, God, this, this doesn't add up. It's okay to ask how and why. Because God's answer 
is just as simple. He said the Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you. I can't save anybody. I can't restore a 13,000 square foot building by myself. I can't. There's a whole list of I can'ts in this equation. And yet God is saying, my Holy Spirit is coming with you. That's that infinity factor again. It's like Adam plus infinity equals infinity. So, you know, we're good. And then I love, I love the side miracle of Elizabeth. So God's giving Mary, the Savior of the world, and yet he uses her older cousin, Elizabeth, who had no inclination or false hope. She had resigned herself that she could not, had not been able to have children, and that was her lot in life. And there's something to being okay with what you can do and what you can't do. Because that's, you will really make yourself crazy if, if that leaves you miserable, right? I, this is it. <laughs> you know, God, uh, I can't slam dunk, you know. I'm, uh, nobody's going to, you know, nobody's going to put a helmet on me and, and start me on a, on a great football team or, you know, nobody, you know. I, I have what I have. And yet God includes Elizabeth in this journey and says, my son needs somebody to tell the world that he's coming. And he uses Elizabeth. And I love that Elizabeth's miracle comes, because if they would have been pregnant at the exact same time, it would have still been just as cool, right? Because Jesus was going to not minister until another 30 years or so. It would have all worked out. But yet God had Elizabeth pregnant just ahead of Mary. Part of the reason why we should live life together in a community of faith is because I need to see your miracles. Right? There are other churches that need to see this miracle happen for us. I've got friends praying for where they're supposed, you know, where are they going to land, you know, and and it's very easy. Now, you can make the mistake of seeing something happen in somebody else's life and say, God, what about me? When is it my turn, right? And I'll bet that somebody like Elizabeth, who couldn't have children, she probably went there, right? God, I, oh, God. And so God uses this encouragement for Mary, and they end up having a great, beautiful visit together further down the road and or in, in time, and, and it's just amazing. Other people have other roles is what this also teaches, and we have to be okay with that. Grace Church is, the, is, is this amazing church across the street, Get this. So there's a church on Diley that is amazing too. And like I'm like, oh man, maybe somebody'd let us use that or well, they still wanted like a million dollars for that, even though it was kind of had some issues. Well, Grace was able to pay a million for that building, and oh guess what? 
they're writing a check for 1.1 million to renovate it and make it look amazing. I mean, you drive by it now, new kids space, new new parking lot, new whatever. I mean, it's like, bam. Well, I've got two choices when I drive by that church. What are they? It's the same two choices when you walk by somebody else's victory. You can be jealous or you can celebrate for them. I'm choosing to celebrate for them because they've been faithful. Pastor Keith over there has decided to reach the world starting here in Pickerington, and God's honoring their faithfulness. God bless them. And yet he's chosen to take our little church and give us a building that, guess what, all the other churches have looked at and walked away because they wanted way too much money at the time and it took way too much work. And he said, this is yours. We each have different roles, but it's one big story. Great faith begins with great purpose. God can and does have all the plans needed for our lives, but they hinge on one little thing. One little word. It has three letters. It starts with Y, ends in S. And we have to be the ones to say it. Mary says yes. I firmly believe that she could have said no. And she says, I don't get it. I'm blown away by this. But I'm yours. Is that wonderful? How big is your God? We have to be the ones to say yes. Can he heal you? Can he change your heart? Can he restore relationships? Can he meet your needs? Can he set you free? Can he use us for his purposes? We have to be the ones that say yes. Why has God given us this miracle? Well, the first one is just we needed a place right? That's pretty simple. What's it say in Christmas vacation? You know, the uncle burns down his tree. I needed a new tree. I went and got a tree. You know, we're getting kicked out of this one. We need a new building. We got a building. You know, that is that it? It's like one of my favorite movies. Just got on Blu-ray. I'm so excited. Is that it? Does, Does God want our group just to have a bunch more space and 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 to have a permanent home you know to meet in is is that all he does want our immediate needs to be met but he wants to build our faith i've told a few people this phrase i said he is showing off this week everyone wants a calling until it calls God is giving us a bigger picture. Miracles are not just magic tricks. They're not just for our benefit and for our entertainment. Faith is a work order. James, the, uh, the brother of Jesus, it writes the book uh, later in, in, at the end of the New Testament. He says, faith without works is dead. Now, you can get that wrong and you say that it's what I do that makes things happen. No, 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 no. 
what I do shows whether I really believe that God is going to do his part or not. That's, that's what that means. And so if I don't act upon something, it means I really don't believe it is, is, is really what that comes out as. Faith is a work order. Transformation happens when we participate in the purpose of God. So the question for us today is, are you willing to play your part? He's not giving us, I love this beautiful group of people. But why would he give us more seats? Why would he give us a stage that 20 people could be on? I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. So we're going to like have to separate everybody and, you know, and, and uh, they're going to have to yell, you know, across the stage to each other. And, and uh, it's, it's going to be crazy. We each have to pray. We need to be sharing this story. We need to be sharing what God is doing, and that will lead into inviting people to join into what God is doing. We all need to serve. We need to give. Uh, we've got the immediate work days coming up. If we've learned anything from our last series on David, all of us can attest to, that, that to this is that we never arrive. And I don't mean that as a depressant. Thanks, Pastor Adam. You know, good job. What it should encourage you because no one does. Right? And so it's not right for our mood to change when we look at somebody else's highlight reel on Facebook and just, you know, we see what success they're having, and so we feel lousy, you know, about what's going on. I can tell you right now that I'm very careful with how I share this celebration with some people that I know that are having a very difficult time in their life. I want to share the, them the encouragement that God is a miracle-working God but I also know that they're fragile because they're desperately waiting for their miracle. Does that make sense? And so the last thing I want to be seen as is, I got my miracle, you know. What's your problem, you know? And God, God is, you know, paying attention to me, you know. But I still want to encourage everybody I know with this. And so I've got friends right now in ministry that are in between churches. They don't know what's next, you know. They're they're. They're down here. I mean, all my teams are winning this week. I've got churches dropping from heaven. I've got, you know, it's like, woo! You know, I mean, it's, it's, we're rolling, you know. This is, this is like the good news week, okay? But that's not every week, okay? And even when we get this church, we've not arrived. We'll be grateful that God has taken us to the next step. But that next step is is this place where we've got to lock in to what God wants to do there, right? We're going to turn the lights on and the heat on, and then God's like, what are you going to do with this gift? Crazy, isn't it? I've been waiting for a breakthrough for our church, and it came in the form of an eviction notice. It really wasn't that meanly stated. It was, Adam, you want to be looking because it's coming. Chrissy mentioned that, that story of, about uh, the prophet telling the people to dig the ditches, and, that, and then the water just showed up. It said it didn't come through rain. Like, it just appeared, right? But the people had to dig the ditches. We've been digging ditches in this church for four and a half years. 
and we've celebrated some things, but we've been laying the groundwork for what God wants to do, and he's done a miracle, an all-caps miracle, right? Capital M-I-R-A-C-L-E. But that next place means God wants us to keep pressing into him. Because it means he wants to do something. Ridiculous faith begins with ridiculous purpose. Why do you think God has given us a huge paid-for building that needs a lot of work? Well, how big is your God? He just wants to take, does he just want to take care of us so we don't have to pay rent? Go bigger. Well, I, maybe he wants us to reach more people. Getting warmer, go bigger. I think he wants to, maybe he wants to change us as we change that building. Getting warmer, go bigger. What if he wants us to make a God-sized impact in our community? Marriage is restored, sickness is healed, chains of, chains of addiction broken. We can only assume that everyone in that valley dug all night long, likely not even finishing everything they wanted to do. And the scripture actually said in that story Chrissy read last week that it says, when they worshiped the next morning, the water showed up. So it wasn't like they just like woke up from sleep to it. They were fully awake. So they woke up after slaving away all night. God said the water was coming. It wasn't there when they woke up. They worshiped God, and the water showed up. It's pretty cool. No matter how much faith it takes on our part, it will be an easy thing in the eyes of the Lord. Real faith believes big, but is willing to start small. And I read this scripture in another series on faith. Zechariah 4.10 says, Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. This is crazy stuff. And so we're starting this series, and it's it's basically our, our, we're using it as a fundraising campaign, but also as our Christmas series about home for Christmas. We are going home for Christmas. That is crazy. I mean, it's, it actually is like a home to me, but even if you've never attended there, that's going to be our new church home. But what I want and what I believe God wants to show us, more importantly, what he wants to show us in this series is that home is home is God. We're going to talk about in next week's how Mary and Joseph, uh, Bethlehem was his, like his heritage homeland. Like that was where the family of, of David came from. So that's where he had to return to. But he was living somewhere else. And yet God took them home. Home's where God leads you. Home is in his presence. And so when Mary said yes, she went home. As we close today, This is big. I, I want to make sure that you guys are sharing this with people. And, and they're, like Chrissy opened up last week, have you ever seen a miracle? 
you have to understand this, that we have just seen a miracle. And just getting that building is a miracle. So, so that is something that people need to know about. And even if these are people that are in other churches or they live on the other side of the planet or wherever else, uh, it isn't necessarily about inviting people to our church. It's about sharing your faith and building up the faith in others and, and drawing people to the Lord through stories like this. Let's close our eyes in prayer this morning. I can just tell you personally that God is using this to do something new in me. He's not doing this because I've arrived. Okay? He doesn't do the miracle because we have, have arrived. The, the Bible says that, that he sent his son to die for us. He did that miracle because we needed it, because of our poverty and our sin. So God actually does miracles for people that, that need it, not deserve it. And I don't know what miracle you need right now. I know some of your stories. But all of us kind of keep our innermost heart. We, we all have something else there deep inside of us that, that, that we need, that we may not fully express to anybody else. And I believe that God wants to use this story a family church going from a shopping center to a beautiful church. To build hope. To draw people to Jesus this Christmas. To believe that God even cares about a building. There's a heritage there in that corner for people to find God. And there's two other great churches with, within a football's throw away, and yet he's saying, I, I need that other corner running. He chose us. He has the plans for you, but they hinge upon that three-letter word that only you can say. Will you say yes to God today? Yes to be a part of what He's doing in our church, but even further in your heart, in your family, in your neighborhood. God, we say yes today. We say you're big enough to do every great thing you've promised. We receive this miracle with open hands, with open hearts. We don't deserve it, but we need it. And you have a purpose for us to, in receiving it. So God, may we be like Mary today and answer the call and say yes. Let's stand and worship this morning.
the angel but how can this happen the angel replied the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you Mary responded I am the Lord's servant may everything you have said about me come true do you want everything that God says about you to come true how big is your God? Do you want everything that God says about you to come true? Mary responded, I'm the Lord's servant. Father God, may everything that you speak about us come true. You have the plans. We have to say yes. We say yes to you today. Help us to share the story of faith with somebody who needs to hear it this week. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. God bless you. Away. 